bitches. Welcome to the Girl Group Chat, a podcast where two sisters talk shit and solve the world's problems from two different hemispheres. This week in the group chat, we're having a pretty serious conversation, but we'll get into that later. Hey, Hans, welcome back. This is Claire. Claire is my sister. She is brand new on the roads in a little car. It's funny because Claire has never been able to drive her whole life. She had about mm. half a lesson and then she was just on the roads. Is it illegal? <laughs> yes, it is. Is it funny? Absolutely. <laughs> I, yeah, I am doing things that are against the law. <laughs> Actively. To be fair though, I drive an automatic so it doesn't count. Do you know what? I have been driving for years, but also was a late bloomer on the driving mm. scene. Only learned how to drive when I was like 24, maybe? And I am also participating in illegal actions where I don't have a full license yet. (laughs) (gasps) Oh my God, I totally forgot about this. Yeah. Even though I fully drive around in what would be considered uh, like quite a nice car for somebody who's on a restricted license. (laughs) You drive like a fucking sports car, you absolute (laughs) psycho. I cannot believe. Wait, hold on. Rewind, right? So this cunt lives in New Zealand. Is it legal for you to drive unaccompanied? Yeah, so I can drive unaccompanied, but I have like a curfew. And so I can't drive after 10 p.m. at night. (laughs) Stop. And I can't have anybody in the car who like isn't a dependent or doesn't have a full license. But nobody in my life fits into that category because everybody I know has a license. So it's fine. It depends on you also. Yeah, actually. Um, that's gas. So this is Anya. Anya is also my sister. And every time we record a podcast, Anya dresses like she is gone camping in the woods. <laughs> so I know this is not a visual medium, but I will link a picture of each podcast recording below of oh my God. Anya gone camping. <laughs> I think I might always just be wearing this jacket as well. Oh yeah, that's your camping jacket. You look think... like you're going you're going to uh Blessington Lakes with the boys, catch a few fish and uh go and sleep out in the grass for an evening. <laughs> this is very fashion forward in New Zealand. You're gonna be shocked. The culture shock when you come here and everybody looks like they're going camping, always. Yeah, not for me. Not for me. Not for my What I was gonna say was the reason that I'm always dressed like I'm camping is because it's always early in the morning when we record the podcast because you're a selfish cunt and you make me wake up at seven o'clock in the morning to record this is true yeah i i would not the, the shoe is not on the other foot and um, i'd be freezing so <laughs> you do be cold to be fair put the heating on are you on them scabby cunts that won't put the heating on absolutely not i would i would live with the heating on and the air conditioning oh, on during good. summer but it'll make noise in the background of the podcast so i have to sit here in my big coat instead Take them one for the team, lads. <laughs> you, to be fair, you put a lot more effort into this than I do. Wow. Now, the guys, the guys of, right, so when I agreed to do this with you, you said that your husband was going to edit the podcast. You're right. And he's still keen to. Um, but now you edit the podcast. The reason that I edit the podcast is because the first podcast took us eight hours to Seven. record originally. <laughs> and then we actually threw away that eight hours of content and we started a whole new podcast and so 
we went on for what like two hours and we tried to cut it down to 45 minutes and I just I wouldn't put him through that and I knew to understand the podcast fully I had to try and edit it myself for the first time it's a horrible job I did it it's I edited your edit and you had gotten it down to an hour and a half and I had to get it down to about 50 minutes and fuck my yeah I hated it I have never hated anything as much Hopefully this will also be edited out. <laughs> no, I'm going to leave this bit in <laughs> by you. The reason that I couldn't subject Kane to it was because it's a really gross job. Listening to people's yeah. mouth noises on big mm. headphones up high volume is mm. is very difficult. The, the podcast that you edited, I had taken out the majority of the gross mouth noises already. So I'm really keen for mm. you to do one from scratch and just like try not to rip your eyeballs out. <laughs> Okay, deal. I'll I'll do this one. Okay, cool. Oh, it's not fair because now we're professionals. I know. (laughs) Also, I'm like, so I'm literally like biting my tongue, trying not to like make make noises. noises. I know. So it's very difficult. I'm starting to Um, find that I can hear myself doing it in real life. It's just normal part of speech. And now I'm smacking your teeth. (gasps) So how's your week? This week was really good because last week had been end of year. So it was the end of financial year, which meant that we had to do all of our like development planning and performance conversations for the year ended last week. So it was super intense. So everybody who was in my team had to have a big meeting and it was a whole thing. I had my development conversation with my manager, my performance review. And because I'm always focused so much on doing those meetings from my people I always walk into those meetings so unprepared and this man my manager so lovely but the most true person you'll ever come across and I walk in and I'm like yeah it was great it was a great year and he's like cool Anya have you brought evidence that it's been a great year and I'm like the vibes were good so (laughs) (laughs) like I'm feeling good so it was good and he was he's just like (laughs) you fucking shut up about the vibes you absolute idiot so it was a really intense week last week which meant that this week has been a lot more chill he's also gone on holiday god bless him he's a very supportive person he'll probably listen to these episodes at some stage shout out mate i think you're great um so he's gone on holiday this week so it's been a super super chill week but today is thursday the 14th of july which means that at 5 30 p.m our Auntie Fiona arrives in New Zealand from Australia yes! to see me for the weekend. You, 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 you. So okay, I'm like living on so fucking cloud nine. For the, uh, those who don't know, which is every single person listening to this, except for our intimate relatives, um, which is most our of Auntie our Fiona. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> our Auntie Fiona, um, she is so like all of our our favorite aunties. They emigrate to Australia. That's the vibe. That's what happens. Um, because we have another auntie, Helen, who also lives in Australia. And she's like 10 out of 10 when it comes to aunties. Um, Would recommend. But, Would recommend Yeah, yeah, aunties. 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're wonderful, wonderful aunties. Um, and yeah, our auntie Fiona is like the best person ever. And so she like goes and sees you now in New Zealand. Which is like super nice for us to know that you have somebody like another relative on the other side of the world. It literally like yeah. makes me so happy. Um, but yeah, I really miss her. Why did the 
Why did the 10 out of 10 aunties move to Australia? I don't like it. Does that mean, I'm just putting it out there, not to think about this selfishly, but does that mean that I'm like a 9 out of 10 auntie because I moved to New Zealand? Or an 11 no, out of 10? 11 depends out on 10, which way. Yeah. <laughs> 11 out of 10. Our um, nieces and nephews are like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> no. Um, I, I didn't realize what a big deal it was until I told my mother-in-law that Fiona was coming and she kind of got like emotional and was like oh my god can I please meet her and I was like yeah I forget that it's like such a big deal that nobody here has ever met a member of my family and so oh god yeah that, like, so it's a big deal that's fucked up it's like you're like actually some kind of serial killer who's just killed her entire family yeah still no proof that I didn't but anyway you, you wish you did hon <laughs> mm. So what we're going to spend the weekend doing, yeah, what we're going to spend the weekend doing is drinking cocktails and talking absolute shit about the rest of the family. Yo, if you're related to us, you are getting talked about. (laughs) Oh yeah. I can't wait for all the secondhand goss. Give it to me. So that's how my week has been. How has your week been? Mate, I had a fucking 10 out of 10 week. I had COVID-19 the week before, right? And I sat in a one-bed apartment on my Toblerone for a whole week, right? Uh, And I was, like, properly sick with COVID as well. When I say properly Mm. sick, I mean, like, I was, like, just not a happy person. Um, You love being sick. But, like, I love being sick. (laughs) Um, Although I've gotten multiple clean bill of health this week from separate doctors which is wonderful anyway but yeah so I had COVID the week before so this week I was free and fuck my mate I was running around Dublin I swear to god up in the gym every day like I don't exercise I was going up there just sitting around having coffees and all anyway so I was having a great time um also uh bought a house oh jesus holy shit like yeah bought a house and I feel like there was more good news. Anyway, things are happening for El Claire. I, I think that we have to start some sort of podcast episode bingo, right? Mm. So one that I've noticed today is you'll say stuff that people won't understand, right? That people outside <laughs> of Ireland won't understand. So Claire was on her Toblerone last week. That means she was on her own. <laughs> I was on the Daniel Day going into town. <laughs> if you don't know That's what that means, take hours to explain. <laughs> I was on the Daniel Day Lewis. The I'm Lewis, Lewis is a tram system. In <laughs> so the second the one, Lewis, I can't cope. The second one is fuck my, as you said. <laughs> It's you saying, fuck my. Fuck my. I hope that that girl on Instagram knows that she ends up in all these conversations that people TikTok. all around the world are going, fuck my. Oh, it's your woman. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look up hashtag fuck my on TikTok. It's an Australian woman. And she wakes up in the morning, she's leaving her gaff for work, and she's like... Did you ever just leave the house and just look up at the sky and say, 
Fuck my, I can't wait to open a glass of Savvy B tonight. <laughs> that was one Walking of the... <laughs> that was a really good representation of those videos. <laughs> yeah. No, that's exactly how she sounds. That was bang on. Right, yeah. the, the third bingo thing, right? The third thing on the bingo card is you going against your NDA. <laughs> <laughs> He can't sued. I'm trying to get sued. You are. You are. Mm. You'll win that case. Don't worry about it. <laughs> the last one is probably just uh, mentioning that only four people listening to this podcast uh, are related to us. So enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> How many times can we bitch about our family in, in one uh, podcast? Well, like I did a reel a while ago um I think at Christmas or something like that and it was like uh what do you want or unrealistic things I want for Christmas and then the punchline was for certain family members to employ a permanent therapist and I didn't <laughs> get in trouble for it nobody That's hit me up they were all in pots when Anybody who doesn't know, uh, Pat's is one of the mental <laughs> health institutions in Ireland. Oh my god. Oh no, I lost it. I crazy. lost it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. So two good weeks then. Yeah, we both had a great week. I feel like there's more things about my week that was wonderful. But anyway. Was it just that you I'm ate gonna... things that were particularly nice or... No, actually. Oh, nobody looked really up your box. Healthy. <gasps> oh my god, Chap, I don't even think I told you this story. Right. Okay, so very quick background. I went to see the gyno this week, right? And so I was chatting to Anya, obviously. You know, and you're like, you're prepping yourself for it and you're like trying to like big yourself up and you're like, this is going to be fine. Someone's going to look at me box. It's grand. Do you know what I mean? And it's always uncomfortable, particularly because the guy now is a man and I feel like they're never as gentle and sensitive as the women who are mm. like looking up your box. Mm. Um, so anyway, so I rang you. <laughs> I was chatting to you on the phone before I went in Um, had an appointment around the guy now and I was like, oh, fuck's sake like you know have the baby wipes in the bleeding bag I'm gonna absolutely shower myself with baby wipes before I go in god forbid god forbid he actually sees your gay anyway <laughs> <laughs> anyway so I went in right and I was chatting away to, to your man and I call him by his first name right which some people find strange because you're supposed to say doctor or whatever but he introduced himself by his first and surname the first time I met him so now I just call him by his first name and I've seen him loads of times now so I just call him by his first name and so it's kind of casual yeah you can hear more about this complicated topic in episode one on health yeah keep going fucking don't even talk to me anyway <laughs> so you're chatting away and that was grand and then it comes to the part where he looks over at the bed in the corner and he goes right come on over and we check you right get up on there now so I was like Get up on that fucking... Get up out of that garden I look at you. Right? So, he goes... Right? I, I didn't even tell you this. So, we got, so there's a, like, a curtain, you know, that goes pulls around the bed, right? And you know the way they, they always have an extra little bit of, like, 
the tissue paper stuff that you can cover yourself with that you like you lie up in the bed and then you cover yourself with the little extra bit of paper towel or whatever so he has yeah. the paper towel in his hand right and he goes to pull the curtain right so he stands beside the bed and he goes to pull the curtain but he pulls it behind him so he is now also in the space with me mm-hmm. so he's behind the curtain with me beside the bed and I looked at him and I went and I grabbed the tissue paper out of his hand and I flung the curtain over his face. So it, was, it shrouded him, okay? This fucking senior consultant. And I literally like went, ah! and I pulled the curtain around him and I was like offended that he would have such awful bedside manner as to watch me undress. And then he went, no, Claire. And I start undressing. He was like, no, stop. He's like, put your clothes back on. I just want to do an ultrasound on the outside of your tummy. <laughs> wow. Me, like, half ready, like, me on all fours waiting for him to come in, like, completely <laughs> naked. Like, <laughs> and after, like, just physically assaulting him. Smacked him in the face <laughs> with the court. Yeah. I can't. And I, like, oh my God. fucking furiously pulled the curtain over him so he was now outside of the curtain. And, like, literally, you could see, like, his entire body in the curtain he was like shrouded it was completely and utterly assaulted him with this curtain and he was like no 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 and I was like furiously taking off my trousers and he was like no stop stop and he like came in and I was like half dressed just looking at me and like what's going on here explain yourself give me clear instructions as to what to do this is very unclear communication Like, he was oh. fucking sending me up to pats myself, I'd say. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He put you in the bin. He put, he has a oh. podcast this weekend where he's putting you in the bin. <laughs> he actually is on a podcast. No. Is it? Yeah, yeah. What's it about? I said to him, I was like, here, mate. I, it's all about endometriosis. So, because he, like, specializes in it. So, um, Dr. Darren. Dr. Deeran, she's a GP from um, fucking Cork or something. And she's like uh, one of the horns. She's kind of like a, an influencer and stuff. And she, she has a Ooh. podcast. Sponsored by Boy and Bowie, honey. If you've listened to it, you understand that reference. Like, in the bin. Anyway. Um, but, so she has him as a guest on her podcast. And he talks all about endometriosis. But I was like, awesome. oh, here, mate. Like, I listened to, I, I heard you on the podcast. And he was like, hmm. <laughs> like that's inappropriate mm. shut up <laughs> yeah I was like okay never <laughs> mind fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> thought you were great but like, whatever <laughs> um, but like I feel very casual around doctors in general because like I may or may not be married to one I may or may not work with some of them etc don't sue me Um, both parties and so like I feel comfortable around them so I'm just yeah. like chatting away to him as he's trying to like get the scanner working and he's like mad frustrated um, and I was like so come here how's the missus getting on with work She, I'd oh say she's mad busy lately and he was just like would you ever get the fuck out of my office <laughs> uh, my favourite like, part she, of it she's looking for a nurse <laughs> yeah literally literally oh my god I love this so my favourite part about this whole story is that you were so adamant that you hadn't but you actually did tell me. Did I? And it's it's even funnier this time. But what was so funny about it last time is that you told me in front of our dad. 
I rang I rang you and you didn't answer to see how the appointment went. And instead I was like, right, okay, I can't be alone with me on thoughts on the drive to work in the morning. So I ring me dad and you answered his phone and he's like just sitting there, doesn't get a word in. And you told me this whole story in front of him and I'm just watching his face be like, Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm there shouting me like and I thought he was gonna check me box and he didn't <laughs> literally you're like you know when you baby wipe yourself half raw <laughs> <laughs> like I'm surprised I... he's not gonna find a baby wipe inside me and Daz was like actually kill me <laughs> what is it with the baby wipes thing like it doesn't this is... like I'm immune to it like I work as it as someone who actually looks at other people's bits the whole time and mm. like I have never in my life gone do you know what she, she this would have been grand only if she had a fucking wiped herself raw with a few baby wipes in the toilet in the waiting room do you know what I mean who gives a I don't give a bollocks whether I'm like you've had a little wash down there do you know yeah. what I mean you're clean do you know what I mean but anyway um see more episode two vaginas <laughs> oh yeah. right should we get into today's episode i go on right okay so we'd like to start today's topic by having a bit of a trigger warning today's episode is about domestic violence this is a really sensitive subject myself and claire take the fact that people are listening to this really seriously we appreciate you being here but we also understand if you don't have the capacity the emotional the mental the physical capacity to listen to this episode today please don't look after yourself look after the people around you if you think that somebody that you know is in immediate danger or if you yourself are in immediate danger please reach out for help call 111 that's the police number in new zealand what is it in ireland Claire? 112 so play, please reach out and call the police if you think that somebody's in immediate danger. If you're not in immediate danger and you still want to reach out to somebody, Shine in New Zealand is an amazing organisation who work with people experiencing domestic violence in the home. So look after yourself. We are sending aroha or love to anybody who feels that today's subject is something that is triggering or heavy. Send us an LDM if you'd like to chat further. Okay, so what is domestic violence? So domestic violence, home violence, intimate partner violence, there's a, a couple of different names for the topic that we're going to get into today. Many of the definitions basically are where there's some form of violence or abuse happening within the home. Now this can be violence with a partner, which is what we usually think of, but it can also be violence between siblings, a parent and a housemate which is something that is like kind of quite a new thing that we've been talking about yeah. in, in this kind of space. Jesus, I ne- honestly, I never... Did, like So when I hear the term domestic violence, I mm. always think woman and perpetrator, man, mm. and a romantic relationship. Mm. You never actually really think about the other things. That's really actually important, um, particularly mm. with, I think like parents and stuff like that as well yeah. you know and siblings and so the the law in new zealand defines family violence another another term as violence against a person by another person with whom that person is or has been in a family relationship so a family relationship 
may be a partner, a spouse, or an ex-partner or ex-spouse, a family okay. member, grandparents, grandchildren, aunt, uncle, siblings, obviously parents, mm. somebody who ordinarily shares a household, so flatmates, and then any other kind of close relationship. So it's super, super broad. So the majority of what we'll probably speak about today is violence against women within the home but it's really important to state that violence happens in every kind of family relationship not just cis heteronormative kind of relationships there's violence within the queer community in when it comes to family relationships but there's also violence that's committed against men that may be happening in cis hetero relationships that's one of the kind of the big taboos I guess uh, when talking about family violence or domestic violence that men feel that they can't come forward and speak about domestic violence so while the majority of what we're going to talk about is to do with women experiencing violence we absolutely acknowledge that violence is happening in lots of different types of households. So when you say that there's violence in queer family households do you mean that siblings are perpetrating violence on the queer person? It, it could be that, absolutely. There's uh, still family violence within households where queer trans people are growing up. It's a, it's a huge blocker for people being able to, to come out. But also mm-hmm. that within queer romantic relationships, that violence is as prevalent as it is in, in straight relationships. But because services are very much often pointed towards heteronormative relationships, there's often Mm. fewer places within communities where queer people can seek help. I just want to point out as well is that violence can also include things like psychological abuse. And so when Mm. we talk about violence, it doesn't always mean what I guess kind of instantly comes to mind as, as violence. It can be coercive control it can Mm. be financial abuse the umbrella is super super broad but usually what we're talking about is a a pattern of behavior that's made up of a number of acts which can include physical abuse sexual abuse and psychological abuse Um, Mm. and those patterns build up to mean that somebody's life is usually uh, hugely impacted and coercive control is such a big part of that it's actually quite interesting that you talk about coercive control. So the legislation in Ireland has actually just recently um, criminalised coercive control. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was actually somebody um, formally prosecuted only recently in Ireland, basically um, a, a man in, who was abusing... Um, a woman and he was tried and found guilty basically of exercising abusive coercive control on this woman um so it's really yeah interesting kind of field i think or Mm. the legislation around it um it's so fucking it's such a minefield absolutely that's exactly the word that comes to mind such a minefield a single act may amount to abuse and a number of acts that form a pattern of behavior may also amount to abuse. So 
there is no exact science here there is no oh, okay i i have only been i have only experienced abuse once and and never again so that that wasn't real that wasn't abuse mm -hmm. I'll, I'll move on um it could be something that's over a long period of time it could be something that happens once and never happens again and mm -hmm. absolutely before we get into any other kind of details just know that you if you're listening to this and these things kind of stand out to you as being um something that may be happening in in your household or that you've seen happen in somebody else's household that it's absolutely not okay and that there is a huge amount of support and help out there and that mm. hugely you are not alone one of the mm. really i guess super scary facts about domestic violence and sexual violence is that one in three women will experience one of these types of abuse in their life it's super prevalent it's a lot more prevalent than we realize and today i guess the reason that we're talking about this we should call this out at the start trigger warning for my family this isn't easy to listen to you mightn't have experienced violence you might mightn't have a, a background of this stuff but because i'm going to speak about my own experience if you're a friend of mine if you're a family member this might not be so easy for you to listen to happy for mm. you to skip to the next episode please don't worry but the reason that we're speaking about this today is part of my role in work is that i'm a domestic violence first responder and the reason that i got into that is because i have been in a domestically violent abusive relationship I was in that relationship for six and a half years and speak quite openly about some of that experience today in the hope of i guess helping people so to kind of look back on your experience so you moved to new zealand when you were 19 with your then irish boyfriend who Correct. obviously yeah. we're not going to name any names mm -mm. so you had never lived together and then you both moved to the other side of the world mm -hmm. so how i came to know your situation was a very long time into your relationship you came back to ireland for the first time for a visit mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so how long were you living in new zealand when you came home two and a half years and we had probably been because i we split up before i came home we had been okay. split up maybe uh, less than six months oh okay. less than three months maybe so the original plan was that you guys were gonna come home together mm -hmm. um and then you came home by yourself yeah um that's so you had never really disclosed you had never disclosed anything to us at the time and then Sorry. you came home and stop me if this is like very upsetting or triggering I don't want to no. re-traumatize you I won't mm -hmm. talk about any details but me and you were sitting on the couch when you had come home and there was definitely there was a kind of a somber kind of feeling to you at the time mm there was it was really obvious that some shit went down mm. um and that there was some things that hadn't been discussed between mm. us um mm. and i nobody knew at the time and i remember we were sitting in dad's and me and you were sitting on the couch and it was kind of a why and you why did you and him break up kind of thing mm. 
and you didn't really answer the question and I remember you started to cry and you got upset mm. and I said did something happen mm. and you didn't say anything but you shook your head and I knew mm. I knew that some, something happened yeah. and that some shit went down and I knew by it, it all just fell into place and it clicked yeah mm. I didn't know how bad it was, obviously, and I, mm. I didn't want you to have to explain yourself, but I mm. remember there was, like, a moment between the two of us that was, like, you don't have to say anything. I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's part of how close we are, right, is that, like, things can be unsaid and we, we completely understand things. But I think generally this is super interesting for me because I have no recollection of that conversation the whole time and actually i i really reflect often on how much this whole this whole time affected all of you guys like you like other family members dad um and it was such a fucking crazy period in my life i came home from new zealand for the first time after two and a half years because we had somebody in our family was getting married I had split up with my partner uh, at the time and so had you know kind of escaped this really intense uh, situation and was single for the first time in my adult life was living by myself before I came home to Ireland and I had to give up my apartment when I was coming home because mm -hmm. I needed to move somewhere cheaper basically I, I wasn't going to be able to afford the apartment by myself and so everything was like a whirlwind so I was homeless basically because I had nowhere to live when I came back to New Zealand mm. I had no fucking money <laughs> and mm. thankfully was able to stay with a friend when I when I did come back until I was able to get enough money together to move into a new apartment but everything was so nuts that I don't even remember some of the conversations. I remember in vivid detail the conversation that I had with dad because mm. it was so difficult. Um, mm. But I don't remember what I said to you or what even mm. happened. Yeah, I remember we were we were like top and tail on the couch in dad's. Mm. And there was very little said, mm. but there was so much said. Yeah, um, yeah. And I remember as well also feeling nearly defensive about people's reaction about this because I think at the time there was a very much, why didn't you tell us? Mm. And it wasn't yeah. people, it, but, and it, but it wasn't, they weren't blaming you. I mm. know that in my heart. Mm. It was people felt guilty that you had to very suffer. Much so through this by yourself and that you couldn't tell anyone and it was mm. only until you physically could leave the country that you were actually physically safe that you could then tell people mm. um but because nobody knew yeah. like nobody knew nobody knew yeah so i guess for the whole kind of context of people not knowing none of my friends knew either um mm. I, I never spoke to, I spoke to one person about it while it was happening. And that was after it 
That was after, I guess, kind of the first incident or the first act of violence. I had been in an abusive relationship the entire time in terms of financial abuse, coercive control. This person was using different types of drugs and was what I would describe as a compulsive liar. So Mm -hmm. I had been through like difficult, difficult time for a long time and all of that counts as psychological abuse but after the first I guess act of violence I spoke to a friend and I kind of you know naive inquiry like oh this kind of happened I guess like and I wasn't I wasn't I was like you know just put the feelers out there and unfortunately um the person who I spoke to uh violence had been a normal thing in family growing up and she was like well did he apologize and i was like yeah she's like well you know if it doesn't happen again i guess or if he apologized and and absolutely like that's 100 percent nothing is her fault i don't want her to mm. ever feel bad about that it it was just it's just what happened right it did mean for me that i i didn't speak about it again i just felt such shame right and 100 mm. i i will make it really clear i don't speak for everyone who's you know suffered domestic violence i can only speak for my own experience i was so ashamed and was in such denial for such a long time that there was nothing that i was kind of i guess ever gonna do to to reach out for help because i didn't even realize that i needed some i didn't know that i needed help Mm. i thought that this was just my life and this is how things were going to be forever I did think that I was going to marry this person, have children with them and, and be together mm. for the rest of my life. So, yeah, it was, I I, I think about w- when I was on that trip at home and people saying things like, why didn't you tell us, you know, you could have come to us. And I was just like, bro, I didn't even know what was like happening. I don't know. <laughs> and I felt terrible. Like I felt so guilty that, I had created such heartbreak in our house, like in our in our family. But it's just kind of the the shame and the abuse keeps going long after mm. you've left. Mm. Oh yeah, and I I think as well it just goes to show that's like the epitome of abuse is those inward feelings of this is my fault or I have caused other people to be upset but also Mm. other people's reactions and I'm not talking about our family I'm not saying anyone reacted badly but Mm. people are inherently uncomfortable Mm. people they they people at the end of the day a lot of the time are really freaked out by other people's Mm. trauma Mm -hmm. and like I have disclosed things in the past to people and their reactions will make you feel worse. I mm. went to a therapist and told them that something bad had happened. And she was like, well, and basically like victim blamed me. Mm. So like, <coughs> sorry, you have the the inward feelings of the mm. shame and the inherent feeling dirty or feeling guilty Mm. or feeling like it's your fault but then people react pretty badly to these Mm. things Mm. 
Kia ora, Anya here. This week's episode has been split into two parts because myself and Claire just had so much to say. So thank you for being here with the Girl Group Chat this week. If you found this episode difficult, which I know many people will, whether you've had experiences like this or not, we are sending you love. Our DMs are always open and remember that there's so much support out there. Until next week's episode, get into your Girl Group Chats. Reach out to the people that you love, look after yourself, and we'll see you on the next one.